Hendrickson. This is Casey Hendrickson on News Talk 95.3 Michiana's News Channel, your breaking news and weather station. And good afternoon. Thank you for tuning in. News Talk 95.3 Michiana's News Channel. I am your host, Casey Hendrickson. Joining us on the line right now is Amy Drake from UnmaskedTyranny.com. Amy, how are you doing? I'm good. How are you? Hanging in there. So, um, I mean, kind of where are we at? I know a lot of people who aren't familiar with you guys have noticed them and I've been directing them towards you on social media. They're asking questions about what's happening with the legislature, well, you know, local legislators and what's happening with mask mandates. What do they actually mean? There's some confusion about personal fines and everything. Why don't you just bring us up to speed? So um, earlier this week, they finally passed um, a mask fine bill with the St. Joe County Council, um, and this will fine businesses um, who are found non-compliant with the mask order. So they once had individuals in there. Originally, they were going to try to um, fine individuals, but we were able to get that part out. So now it's really okay. focused on businesses. However, you know, a lot of us individuals are really upset about this because we know that if businesses are going to get fined, they're not going to let us in the store if we don't have a mask. They're going to really crack down on us. So it affects us, too, even though individuals aren't still in the bill. Right. So what, where are we at right now, then, you know, with, uh, with what happened earlier um, in the week? You know, how does that affect things? And, and going forward, are we going to be starting to look at uh, some of these new measures? And how likely are they to be into effect? Well, um, on Tuesday, this could be law. So it's going to go to the county commissioners, which is a three-person board, there's two Republicans and one Democrat. And, you know, for, for a lot of Republicans, we believe in limited government, individual rights, free market. And we think that, you know, a Republican would never vote for this. But we're not really there. And, and you know, Andy Costelny has kind of indicated that he might want to vote for fines. I know uh, Deb Fleming, who is the other Republican, is a little bit nervous about doing, you know, voting one way or another because she doesn't want to be considered anti-health. And I think these politicians just feel a lot of pressure. Like they need to make some kind of uh, public vote out there to make people think that they're serious about this. But I think that we've all seen that, you know, they put into place all these mask mandates and they haven't brought cases down. Cases have only gone up. And, and, you know, we're going to put fines in place possibly next week and we're still going to see cases go up. We know it's not going to make a difference, but I just think they're feeling so much pressure that they may end up voting that way. Um, So we're just really encouraging people um, that care about this you know, to join up with us on MaskTyranny.com um, and really just call your county uh, commissioners, tell them that you don't want this. And, and we've been just getting so much uh, things taken away by our government. It's, it's, you know, we've never had so much government control in our lives. I and mean, we've got the masks, we've got the lockdowns, we've got people being told how many people they can gather with. We've had people, you know, being told um, they can't have Thanksgiving. Um, and now I guess the governor is also threatening um, businesses to shut them down and take away their licenses. And he just recently said that state and local health departments, the police, the state homeland security, um, alcohol, tobacco commission, that they can all act against our businesses. So it's really getting out of control and we need to put a stop to this. Now, do you think, um, I, was, I would assume that at least at some of the commissioners in St. Joseph County have run into the retracted study and, you know, we've been tracking this for months and you've you've talked about it, too. But, you know, I, I did that that one show where I brought down where all of these countries all across the world were having these big surges and they had these mask mandates. And in the United States, it was the same thing where these mask mandates were. We still had surges of the virus. 
So we had this study come out, and I think I saw that you posted it too on your parlor, um, where they retracted their study results praising mask mandates for reducing cases because, you know, in over a thousand of the uh, jurisdictions that they had analyzed, cases surged after their results were done. So they've retracted and apologized for their study showing that masks don't work. Do you think that that is is going to weigh on this decision? Do you think the, the commissioners even know about that or do you think that they wouldn't even care? You know, I've sent them all this information, and I think a lot of people will tell, you know, we'll all talk about it, but there's such a, like a propaganda campaign that masks work, masks work, mask up, and, and it's really hard to fight that because anytime you do, you're called anti-science, even though anybody who's at all scientific can look at these charts and see that there's, you know, there's no effect from these masks being used. So we're just up, up against a propaganda machine, and I think it's just really hard to fight it. All right, so what are next steps, Amy? Well, so next steps are, you know, just we have a, um, a place on our website. It says take action. If you click on there, there's phone numbers. Just call your county commissioners. I mean, this vote happens at Tuesday, um, 10 a.m. Call them. Tell them you do not want to be your businesses to be fined. You want them to stop, uh, you know, overreaching. Um, and, and maybe if they hear from the public, maybe we can make a difference here. All right. Amy Drake from UnmaskedTyranny.com. Appreciate the call. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. Bye-bye. You bet. And again, the website, unmasktyranny.com. Just uh, follow all the markers on the website. You'll figure out all that information to contact your commissioners. Uh, so Dr. Fauci yesterday, and, you know, again, I have to point out, there was an interview that was held back, wasn't released until after the election of Dr. Fauci on July 16th, admitting to all of you what I've already told you, and I just got the data from epidemiologists and the actual studies that the overwhelming majority of new positive cases of covid are not transmittable to another person now i'm not minimizing what is happening in indiana indiana is clearly having a a bit of a surge and and certainly elkar general is is struggling but i'm talking about nationwide that up to 90 percent. this has been the data that we have seen up to 90 percent for months now of new covid cases have a low viral load and they can't be transmitted to another person And Dr. Fauci admitted that in a podcast back in July, middle of July, he admitted that most of these new cases, the the tests are so sensitive that they're picking up dead viral cells and people who actually are not able to transmit the infection onto somebody else, but they're being listed as a positive COVID case. So that's also being added to your national numbers. Again, not taking away from other cases. I'm just pointing out that there's a large chunk of these new new positive cases you see every single day or every week that really aren't a threat or a risk to anybody. And Dr. Fauci yesterday also said the United States has an independent spirit, but now is the time to, and I'm, I'm quoting him now, to do what you're told. Now, I don't know how long Dr. Fauci has existed in the United States. I assume he has been here his entire life. That doesn't mean he's gone outdoors. If you want Americans to go along with your stuff, the last thing that you do is you look at them when you've been wrong this entire time and tell them, do what you're told. That's going to be, that is going to be a pill that a lot of people are not going to swallow. Coming from a guy who has been so wrong about this, for so long but dr fauci said it and look again dr fauci just uh just a you know couple of couple of weeks ago 
couple of days before the election. First vaccines are not going to kill the virus. We're not going to be back to normal until 2022. Dr. Fauci immediately after the election. Pandemic's going to be over soon because of the vaccines. Kind of interesting, right? So Dr. Fauci yesterday, the U.S. has an independent spirit, but now is the time to do what you're told. Well, it's almost like uh, like we have changing attitudes <laughs> on the virus because of the election. Uh, by the way, the president's press conference today I thought was real good. And, you know, he, he brought up some really good points. And we carried a good chunk of it for you live here on the show. And with Operation Warp Speed and some of the executive orders that he he issued bypassing bureaucracy, they were able to develop, you know, vaccines that in trials do really, really well. You know, Pfizer claims their vaccine's 90% effective. They haven't provided any proof of that. Uh, Moderna announced before Pfizer's announcement that they were going to be releasing independent um, numbers after an analysis was done independently of them on their trial results um, probably in the next week. And then Pfizer jumped out and said, well, ours is 90% effective. And they didn't provide any evidence of that at all. So we don't know if it is or isn't. And we'll wait and see. But um, if the vaccines are effective, that's obviously a good thing. It's obviously a good thing. But we'll, we'll see how this all shakes out. You know, what's going to happen to people who don't want to take the vaccine? I already told you, you need to be prepared for this. Your kids aren't going to be able to go back to school without it. You may not be able to go back to work without it. Um, your elderly relatives who might live in a senior care facility won't be able to stay there unless they take it. You know, you have to be prepared for all of this stuff to happen because it's going to happen. And you need to take appropriate um, precautions, you know, countermeasures, whatever you want to do, if you're going to be in that category of people who doesn't want to do this because it's a new vaccine. And again, new vaccines have problems sometimes. Sometimes they don't. Sometimes they're miracles. Sometimes they have problems. We're not sure. So far, the testing on Moderna and Pfizer's vaccine have been really good. And hopefully that is that is the case. But we won't know until we have some time and some data with it. So the people who are at risk are going to be prioritized in getting the vaccine. And then we'll see what ends up happening after that. But the president, again, he made some very good case. He's like, look, we got this done in a year. It usually takes five to seven years to get something like this done. And he's right. We've talked about that. We talked about it at the beginning of the pandemic when we were talking about a vaccine and how it was, it, you know, it could take years to develop one. And then years after that, to even get it approved and through the trial phase, all he did was cut out the red tape. So once they proved their, their data, they could go right to the next stage instead of having this waiting period. And a lot of people are still uneasy with that. But if nothing else, if there, there's literally nothing else that has worked. Lockdowns don't work universally. The only, the only person endorsing lockdowns at this point in time, besides some state health officials here, the only people endorsing lockdowns are Biden's uh, COVID team. That's it. They're the only ones in the entire world that seem to be endorsing this as far as the medical profession is concerned. Politicians are doing lockdowns in the UK and elsewhere because they don't know what else to do. As I've said before, uh, masks were largely busy work. Lockdowns didn't work. I guess we better have everybody do the mask thing. Um, masks aren't working, so I guess we better try the lockdown thing again because they don't have any other options at this point. They don't know what to do. So you have to seem like you're doing something. Got more coming up. Newstalk 95.3, Michiana's News Channel.
Alrighty, alrighty, alright. It's been a couple of weeks. Sorry, it's not so horrible news with Casey. After learning that a single dad was struggling with confinements and kids in a high-rise, a couple let them actually use their beach house. Uh, yeah, that would that would suck. Um, and again, most most of the data at this point in time is you know lockdowns are actually going to be a net negative. They're going to uh, destroy more lives, possibly take more lives than COVID will. So. Um, this, uh, this guy, he's got a six-year-old, he's got a three-year-old, very similar to me, and the lockdown began in England. They've been confined to their one-bedroom apartment on the 15th floor of a high-rise in London. So, it's, uh, apparently not a very, very big apartment, and obviously you can't go to the parks and everything else, you know, so they're stuck inside for 23 hours a day, essentially, when the, uh, the family... Uh, went to a breakfast show and they talked about what it's like to be con- oh a BBC breakfast show they they were talking about what it's like to be confined i guess somebody heard the show and offered them use of their house which has a beach and everything else so family's able to get outside be away from everybody and only be spied on by the drones that they're using in the UK to harass everybody also a barber shop has stepped up to help run a restaurant when the staff all got covid and this happened in Jersey City. It's called Worst Bar. And apparently the, uh, the barbershop that was uh, nearby or next door, when they found out that everybody had COVID, they essentially they swooped in to run the restaurant for them. Uh, I guess they adapted the business, uh, the business model to meet current guidelines. Unfortunately, staff members were exposed to the virus. Rather than risk spreading the disease, the management decided the best course of action was to shut down, at least temporarily. And, uh, again, what I have to say, I'm trying to look at when the actual barbershop got into it. As people are writing articles, they don't do it right to the point. Uh, in less than 24 hours, workers from Viral Barber Shop, just up the street, stepped up, offering to lend a hand by taking shifts to keep Worst Bar open for business until the impacted staff members could all be tested and cleared. So, see? Businesses helping businesses. A story you also heard on 95.3 MNC earlier this week. An athlete with Down syndrome made history as the first to finish an Ironman race. 16 hours, 46 minutes, and 9 seconds. So, um, just shy of the 14, uh, just 14 minutes shy of the 17-hour cutoff. The triathlete, Chris Nykik. Uh, would finish the race first with Down syndrome to do that and then gifted his medal to his mom. So again, that's good news. See, not so horrible news with Casey. We're just trying to brighten your week. Just a little bit at the end of, of a tough news week. An 11-year-old was also, this is in uh, New Jersey. There's a fire department. See, what Morris, Morris Township is your typical New Jersey town. There's fire department police department there's a medical center fun stores that sort of thing restaurants um and what ended up happening is this 11 year old decided to make flags of gratitude and these are flags of gratitude for veterans and first responders and that sort of thing uh she paints the images for every flag or tile herself adds inspirational messages of support and appreciation on each one so essential workers can know just how grateful we all are for what they are doing and then uh, goes ahead and puts them around the community to honor people so also, again, giving back to the community. And instead of putting 
putting him in a nursing home where he belongs. Oh, oh I, I, did I say that out loud? Instead of putting him in a nursing home, a, a grandson brought their 95-year-old World War II vet uh, grandfather on an epic bucket list trip in an RV. How <laughs> cool is that? So 95 years old, and he gets to go around the country doing you know bucket list stuff with an RV instead of just going into a nursing home which right now is the last place that you want your your uh, senior citizen relatives to be. So there you go, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, perfect. You get to do a bucket list. You get to go around the country in an RV, do some of these amazing things. You're not stuck in a, in a boring old retirement community where you're at risk of COVID right now. So this is a good move. Good move. I was just joking about the other thing. You know that. So there you go. Not so horrible news with Casey. I have officially warmed your hearts just an eensy-weensy little bit. You're welcome. Got more coming up. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's News Channel. And good afternoon. Thank you for tuning in. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's News Channel. I am your host, Casey Hendrickson. All right. I want to thank R&B Car Company, locations in South Bend and Warsaw. R&B Car Company are your used car experts. Uh, for people, I've got a bunch of people asking me like scenarios and stuff. So I've just kind of gone to the generic response. I apologize. Uh, if you go to 270towin.com, you can run your own simulations on various scenarios that could play out uh, with the election. And uh, so if you want to take a look at the legal battles and all of that stuff, you can see what has to happen for Trump to win. And, um, you know, it, it, you just have with it. I mean, you could do whatever you want, <laughs> but it'll give you the count of the electoral votes and, and that sort of thing. So you can kind of figure out what has to happen, legally speaking, uh, for the president to be able to flip the race around. Uh, let's see. Casey, any Republican voting for shutdowns needs to change parties. They don't think or believe people can make decisions on their own. It would be more productive to educate people on mama's senses, such as wash your hands. Well, this is it. I mean, they here, you know, this is something that I think is really important. Our media elevated masks to be your primary protection from the virus when they were always supposed to be your last resort. Not going out when you're sick, which for the record, a lot of you don't listen to. You don't feel well, you go out. Guess what? COVID can seem like a minor cold or minor allergies. And then you go out and you spread the virus around. If you don't feel good, stay home. If somebody in your household is confirmed to have the virus. Don't go to City Hall, Mayor. <laughs> Don't do that. Stay home. But people aren't. The biggest problem with the spread of COVID is, one, they've inflated the effectiveness of masks to be something that masks never were. People are not staying home when they are actually not feeling well. And then, of course, they're not washing their hands. They're just, they're, they're not. I mean, people just aren't washing their hands anymore. Um, you see it all the time. You know, keep washing your hands. Washing your hands and staying away from people is still the best defense. Everything else is secondary. And if you keep that in mind, 
then I think you'll you'll probably be okay. But like I said before, everybody's going to get this thing. This thing is going to burn through everybody. This is you know this is a seasonal uh, sort of a, a virus now. The the medical community is basically settled on we're going to have this for a long time. The vaccine's probably going to help. It's going to mutate. It'll do its thing, and it'll be like flu. I think for me, the more interesting question is: Is influenza dead? That's that's what I want to know. Because now there are some who have speculated that COVID may have killed off influenza. I'm not in that camp, but I do think it's really interesting that there's almost no influenza now. <laughs> so uh, we'll we'll see. We'll see what ends up happening with that long term. But you know, this could be uh, you know an evolutionary thing that just kind of replaces the old influenza and became something else. I, I don't know. It's all speculation. The reality is absolutely nobody knows. But the one thing that we do know is everything that we have tried doesn't work. There has to be a new approach or you have to go back to, um, you know, your, your absolute basics, which is stay away from people. Don't leave your house when you're sick and wash your dang hands all the time. As long as you do that, you'll probably be OK. All right. We got more coming up. Newstalk 95.3, Michiana's news channel. And good afternoon. Thank you for tuning in. Newstalk 95.3, Michiana's news channel. Here's, you know, there's something else to be on the lookout for, too, is, you know, while you have Pelosi and Schumer running around pretending that there's some mandate uh, as the Democrats got their butts kicked all across the country and got the runoff that's going to happen in Georgia and some interesting things that are developing in that race. But, you know, for those of you who missed it, there was a phone call. We talked about it a little bit, but the phone call was with, uh, Virginia Democrat Abigail Spanberger. Now, she's on this phone call and she's basic. She's screaming and cussing at Pelosi and other Democrats and telling them, you know, I I don't want to hear socialist again out of this party, and we cannot be the party of defund the police. I'm all paraphrasing what she's saying, and she's livid. She almost lost. I mean, she came really close to losing. In fact, she was losing. She's the race where they found that USB drive. She was losing, and then they found a USB drive that just happened to have enough votes for her to win. And she's a former CIA operations officer. So, again, whether or not there's fraud in that case, I don't know. But there is um, there's a lot of speculation because of how it, it happened. She's uh, retained her seat, but she was furious with Democrats for being the party of defund the police and socialism and everything else. And... You know, she basically got yelled at by Pelosi. We have a mandate. Ah, we retain the House and, and we, we're going to win the presidency. Yeah, but you got your butt kicked in the House. I mean, there's going to be probably two dozen or more seats that the Republicans have picked up in the House. Republicans likely to retain control of the Senate or at least be a tie with Kamala being the tiebreaker if, uh, if Biden wins. But, you know, this is it's. I feel like she just learned that her party is the party of crazy people. And I genuinely feel sorry for her, but she's a CIA operations officer. She should have known. Have a great weekend, folks. Here's Bill O'Reilly. Thanks again.